listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. Hello. Hi there. From the Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Today we're going to talk about one of our favorite subjects, and that's puppies. We love uh, puppies. <laughs> puppies are fun. They have milky <laughs> breath. Uh, they're round and they're fluffy and they're squishable. They have puppy bellies. <laughs> they're but we're also going to talk about raising puppies. And I know we've talked about this in earlier podcasts, but I've got a particular reason why we want to talk about it today. So hang on. Wait for our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Do you love your dog? Then you'll love feeding him mouth-watering, all-natural treats, lovingly handmade by a professional caterer who wanted the very best for her dogs. Make no mistake about it. These are not ordinary dog treats. These are doggy delights, like breakfast banana biscotti, honey bear peanut butter balls, yummy apple cinnamon mini cakes, and so much more. Your dog will howl in delight. And now you can get a scrumptious sample pack by going to dingersdogtreats.com. It's a $25 value, yours for just $9.95 through this special radio offer. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Every one of these gourmet doggy treats is handmade from the finest ingredients and taste tested on our own dogs. Your dog will love them. Get $25 worth of doggy delights now for just $9.95. Go to dingersdogtreats.com now. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Yum. Pick up something unique at a Bone to Pick Dog Boutique. A Bone to Pick has cool hip fashions for big and small dogs that will have their tails wagging in style. Cat products too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Check out our eco-friendly pet products and gifts for humans too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get your pet's mouth watering monthly with our Gourmet Treat of the Month Club. And join a Bone to Pick's free birthday club for your puppy. A-B-O-N-E dash to dash p-i-c-k dot com pick up something special for your best friend at a bone to pick a-b-o-n-e dash t-o dash p-i-c-k dot com get 10% off with coupon code petlife 
Schools in Session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. Petra and Kate are both with me today. And we're going to talk about raising puppies. Now what brought this topic to mind is I had recently read a column by a columnist who writes Living with Children. His name is John Rosmond, or Rosemond, I'm not sure, R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D. This gentleman has a head full of common sense. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm not raising children, but I read his column often because it gives me a lot of hints on raising puppies, raising dogs, training dogs, just a lot of common sense. Communicating with puppy parents. Oh, yes, yeah. definitely. And we have him saying so many times, gosh. If I knew this before I had children, you know, so they, 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 yeah, they, put, they relate the two themselves going it's to classes. one of the reasons I watch Nanny 9 and 1-1, one, one, yeah. uh, <laughs> yes. Super Nanny, Nanny <laughs> because it gives me tips on how to communicate changing behavior to the parents or owners. Right, right. Definitely. Right. And a lot of times, if it works for kids, it'll work for it, dogs. Yeah. And, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, this particular column is titled, Easier to Change Children's Behavior When They're Young. Now, to give credit where credit was due, it was in the Sunday, July thirteenth, two 2008, North County Times in northern San Diego County. I clipped it out and saved it because I thought it just really rang a bell with me. So anyway, the question that was sent... It was a big bell. <laughs> yes, a big bell. <laughs> Dong. Rang a big bell with me. So anyway, the question that was asked was, I've always heard that a child's character and personality are pretty well set by the time he or she is five or six years old, and that any dysfunctional behavior patterns the child still exhibits at that age are going to be almost impossible to change. Is that right? Mr. Rosman says, your question reminded me of the old adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That actually is not true. It's quite possible to teach an old dog, or in this case an older child, new tricks or new behaviors. In both cases, however, the older the dog or the child, the more difficult it's going to be for either to unlearn old behavior patterns. Actually, they have bad habits. We know how hard it is to change bad habits. Yep. And so it is going to be harder to, to change those things. He goes on to talk about um, temperament and personality really don't play a big part in this, that it's more the habits that the child or the dog has. And we see that all the time. We see puppy owners come to puppy class and their puppies are biting or nipping and chewing and, and they make excuses. Oh, She's just a puppy. Mm-hmm. Well, they sit in class, the puppy's gnawing on their hand while they're listening to us, and we're like, stop the biting. But he's just keeping quiet if I let him do this. And he's just got little puppy teeth. A little puppy teeth. Yeah, a little piranha teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Darn sharp little boogers. And, well, I have an old 
dog training, well, I say old, from the 1920s, I think it was. That's old. <laughs> and I love the guy's style of writing. You know, things have changed over the years. But one of his first chapters is, you go off and you get a puppy. And you bring it home with you. And you have this little slight residual guilt that you've taken it away from mom and siblings. But you're going to open up your heart and bring them into your home and give them so much love to make up for all of that. And then this can this I choke now? Of your affection, <laughs> this center of your love and universe, he piddles on your oriental rug. And you can't believe it. How could he do that? When all you want to do is love him and show him how wonderful he is, he treats you like that. And it becomes a personal issue for people instead of saying, this is a behavior I should have prevented from happening. Puppy doesn't know that he's offending you by doing that. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, Puppy's not feeling all that much guilt at being left taken away from his mom. He's supposed to be. Yeah. Mom would have kicked him out. Probably at later age, but still. Yeah, still. Um, and we don't have to make up to them and feel guilty. We need to raise them properly. I wonder where it came about that puppy owners felt that puppies would grow out of bad behaviors. Well, I've heard I parents talk about it. I know, children. but I wonder where on earth that came from. Be know. Because the longer a puppy does something, the more ingrained it is, the more habit it is the more apt the puppy is to continue doing that. In a bizarre way, I'm reminded of the person that said that, you know, our, our dogs learned to stay around the house. When I was a kid, sure. he was in his 60s, so I might really go, yeah, well, we went through three or four of them. They got hit by cars until the fifth one learned. He only got oh, nicked by a car. You know, and I had the same experience. I lived up in Oregon. You know, it was a lot of where I lived was... Okay, don't, don't offend our audience nope, now. Nope, nope. <laughs> it was just very rural. But I remember talking to many of the big ranchers up there, and they were telling me the exact same thing. To me, I thought, oh, you know, teach the dog. They said the same thing. Yeah, well, good old Betsy here stays around. She's 14. All the others died early because couldn't figure out how to stay off the road. <laughs> she so, was like, well, train them. The ones that survived yeah. learned. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Amazing. But how many of us are willing to go through five or six dogs? Uh, no. Yeah, we know. get to the one that just gets nicked by the passing car and learns to stay up. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's not funny. the price I'd like to pay. No, me neither. It's mm -hmm. not fair to the dog. Sure. So in our training classes, what we always try to teach people is that what's important is that they need to raise the puppy in the direction that they want the puppy to grow up. To have a vision of the puppy as an adult dog. What do you want this puppy to be? Do you want the puppy up on the furniture? Now, personally, I let my dogs up on the furniture. My husband and I got a dirt brown leather sofa on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and we looked for the one that was the closest to dirt brown. <laughs> and I put washable covers on mine. Yeah, yeah. I do too. So that way I can snuggle with the dogs without mm -hmm. sitting on the hard tile floor. But if you have a white fabric sofa or you have a very nice fabric sofa and you don't want the dogs on it, that's your choice. But teach them as puppies. If you let the puppy up on the sofa when he's a baby and then when he's 75 pounds, try to change that, puppy's not going to understand. He's going to be resistant and 
he's going to continue to sneak up on the sofa later yeah, exactly. when you're not watching. You know, I just have this picture in my head. Nice, beautiful, white, plush couch. and get a cute With little... Teddy on it? No, no, no. I'm just saying somebody who gets this cute little Great Pyrenees, white, fluffy, adorable little puppy, hug on on the couch, and then it's a hundred and what? 25 pounds of drool. Still, uh, of drool. Yeah. Still jumping on that nice plush white couch. <laughs> and or the people sitting on the couch. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's important that people have this vision of the future, what the puppy's going to grow up to be, what they want their household to be three years from now, and make a plan. Set some goals. And... I think it's also part of being fair to your dog. Oh, I'm going to let you get away with all this, but the rules are going to change when you reach six months. That's not fair to the dog. Mm -mm. All of a sudden at six months, I'm going to start yelling at you. Yeah. Yeah. For something that you've been allowed to do all along. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Relationship building with your dog, and it's not good training for any creature. True. That way. Another pet peeve of ours that we often see from the puppy class are the people that make excuses. Mm-hmm. Excuses are, no. It just starts with, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but. Yeah, but. I call them the yeah, butters. The yeah, butters. Well, yeah, yeah but. Yeah, but. <laughs> yes, I hear what you're saying, but <laughs> surely my puppy's different. <laughs> and I know there's been many a class that I've said, no excuses. No more buts, no more excuses. Just stop. And I know some people take that wrong. <laughs> Today you said it. Oh, did I? Yes, you did. <laughs> Who did I say it to? <laughs> the lady with the lab puppy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. She goes, yeah, but. And then <laughs> but he's a kid lab. <laughs> and Liz turns around and goes, excuses. No excuses. <laughs> yeah, but. And I was sitting there back. I was laughing. <laughs> well, there's no excuses. Yeah, buts. <laughs> Oh boy, here it goes. (laughs) Excuses aren't fair, as Kate said, to the puppy. They're not fair to the owner. And in this particular case, we can not name names, (laughs) but a cute little yellow lab puppy who's got the whole family wrapped around her paw, and she's very, very bright. Oh, she's very smart. That's another one of your signature. I like working her. It's another one of your signature lines you use today. Oh, that puppy is such a good uh, human trainer. Oh, yes. Uh (laughs) All right, let me define that (laughs) since Kate threw it out. Dogs are excellent people trainers. We have lives and family and dogs and cats and horses, and we have jobs and careers, and we have hobbies and crafts. We have lives. And, yes, our dogs may be a huge part of our lives. Ours are. But we have lives. Our dogs have us. Yep. And they study us, and they figure out what works. How do they get us wrapped around that little paw? <laughs> I mean, how many times do you turn around and see and watch your dog looking at you? Uh-huh. And you're going, if I caught you looking at me, how much are you, how much time yes. have you watched? And giving you, you the Bambi eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Those big brown Bambi uh-huh. eyes. <laughs> and how many dogs have you heard that have figured out how to open a latch on a gate or something just sitting there watching you do it? Uh-huh. It's incredible what they can learn. They figure out how to get you to give them a cookie. Uh-huh. Or, yeah, every time I looked at mom with those big brown eyes. And I tilt my, my head. I look so cute. I get a cookie. <laughs> Yep, I throw the ball in mom's lap and push it, (laughs) 
and breathe heavy and look cute and wag my tail, then yeah, mom throws the ball. Uh-huh. Wonder who she's talking about, Walter. <laughs> Walter. Yeah. So yeah, dogs are very good people trainers, and we see that in the classes a lot too. But they learn it as puppies because they learn that we know they're cute. We acknowledge they're cute. We love them lots. And you figure the puppy's brain is mature enough to start learning at 9 to 10 weeks of age. Mm -hmm. His brain, his body may be immature, but his brain is all ready to learn at 9 or 10 weeks of age. So at 9 or 10 weeks of age, this puppy's already studying you. Much more than you're probably studying him. And he learns how to teach his owners. And they can be very, very good at that. Yeah, yeah. Especially if he learns or she learns that their owner is one of those, oh, well, just this once. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Doesn't work for kids, doesn't work for dogs. Yep, you do it once, that child or puppy is not going to forget it. Mm-hmm. You feed him off the kitchen table. That's probably the biggest one. But I only gave him once a little piece of chicken off the table. Uh-huh. And he keeps coming back every time after. Well. I only let him sleep in the bed when my husband was gone. Yeah. Uh, on the pillow. Remember that yeah, one? On the yeah. Pillow. And dad came back and the puppy growled. Well, son of a gun. Wonder why. <laughs> So another thing that we see often with the puppies is babying the puppy to the point that the puppy is not allowed to grow up. You know, babying him so much, oh, he's just a puppy. And I think people don't realize that the puppy's brain is mature, maturing at 9 to 10 weeks of age, that the puppy is much more capable of learning than a child that's at the same physical point of development, although kids are able to learn much more than I think their parents give them credit for. Same, okay. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, they baby the puppies so badly that the puppies are almost inhibited. Yeah. They're not given the credit to learn as much as they, they are capable of. I go back to respect again. Respect your dog to, to hold them to a standard. Oh, yes. It's your job to teach them. But respect that they can do this. Sure. And they can do some well, awesome things. Yeah, and we've seen where owners baby the puppies to they become worried young adults. Oh, sure. The puppy's like, oh, I don't know, this world is so scary, and hides behind mom or, or just kind of melts in her lap each time something. Hasn't learned to kind of be more out there, and you can take care of yourself, you know. <laughs> Sure. One of the one of the difference I tell people is if you're successfully raising a child, it's with the idea <laughs> that they can go off and be independent. Yes. And a puppy dog is never, we should not, uh, be sending them out in the world on their own. Right. 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 So they're always going to look to us, but that doesn't mean we can't still hold them to a high standard. Right. Sure. We can't yeah. shelter them. I think we create behavior problems with a lot of babying right. or sheltering. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to take a quick break, so hold on. We're going to continue our discussion about raising puppies up the way we want them to grow up. So hold on, take a listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Human, what planet am I on? 
Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. To my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Do you love your dog? Then you'll love feeding him mouth-watering, all-natural treats. Lovingly handmade by a professional caterer who wanted the very best for her dogs. Make no mistake about it. These are not ordinary dog treats. These are doggy delights, like breakfast banana biscotti, honey bear peanut butter balls, yummy apple cinnamon mini cakes, and so much more. Your dog will howl in delight. And now you can get a scrumptious sample pack by going to dingersdogtreats.com. It's a $25 value, yours for just $9.95 through this special radio offer. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Every one of these gourmet doggy treats is handmade from the finest ingredients and taste tested on our own dogs. Your dog will love them. Get $25 worth of doggy delights now for just $9.95. Go to dingersdogtreats.com now. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Yum. Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today are my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And in the background, muttering under his breath, you can hear Walter, the Wonder Dog, <laughs> who's on a downstay and doesn't particularly want to be at the moment. But guess what? He's going to do it. <laughs> Walter. Today we're talking about Raising a puppy up the way you want him to grow up. And that's a little bit of a contrived phrase, but it expresses what we're talking about. Far too many times puppy owners make excuses for puppies, baby the puppy, protect the puppy, when instead what you really need to do is teach the puppy from the beginning what you want him to grow up to be. Have a vision for the future. When we talk about babying puppies, 
one of my favorite phrases is when your puppy was with his mom, if he took those needle sharp baby teeth and bit her lip or bit her paw, she would not respond with a, oh, honey, I wish you wouldn't do that. Your teeth are so sharp and that hurts, which is what puppy owners do. Uh-huh. Instead, mama dog's going to go, Rrr! and puppy's going to roll over, bear his belly, and go, oops, sorry. The lesson is going to be short and sharp. He's going to understand, and he's going to learn from it. When puppy owners try to baby their puppies or console their puppies or protect their puppies, the puppies get confused. They don't understand what the lessons are, and they grow up having bad habits, habits that we wish they wouldn't have. So, Kate, in the puppy classes, let's talk a little bit about uh, how we can raise some of these puppies to be good, responsible adult dogs. Clear communication is a big part of it for me. And that means letting the puppy know this is good, this is behavior I will not accept. And always imagining what the future is. I'm not I'm gonna show my lack of education that was it the Jesuits who said, Give me a child up in before the age of five and I'll give you an adult back. A oh, good stable adult. I don't know. That's not in the dog training field. That's I don't sorry, know. Sorry, that. sorry. Anyway. <laughs> It's the it same. Sounds familiar. Okay. 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 <laughs> but they, they recognize that if you start off with good patterns of behavior, make those the only patterns. That's one of my definitions of dog training that I like is removing all of the options from the dog's behavior except the one you want them to do, and praising them for it. Sure. Mm-hmm. So particularly with puppies, prevention. But if it does happen, the behavior you don't want, you interrupt it, and you let them know that's unwanted behavior. And then show them what they should be doing, setting up that good pattern to overlay, wipe out the bad habit that might have started. So let's talk about some puppy behaviors that are pretty typical. Jumping on people. (laughs) Puppies jump on people because a baby puppy is going to lick the muzzle, the mouth of an adult dog. In the very, very early stages of behavior, that causes mama to regurgitate to feed the puppy. Well, we're not doing that. (laughs) But it does continue as a submissive behavior. So the puppy is showing submission to the older dog by licking the muzzle. Puppies want to jump on us because our face is way up here. I've actually heard people say, oh, so what I should do is get down on my hands and knees when I greet my puppy. Oh, Oh, no. alternative behavior so the puppy gets the greeting he needs he wants doing this alternative behavior and of course that's the set my line to the classes often is yes jumping up to reach the muzzle is a natural behavior but there's a lot of natural human behavior that we learn other ways of doing in a polite society right so Mm -hmm. we can do that with our puppies we can teach them a more polite way to greet and get loved on and so forth And the sit is the perfect alternative action for jumping. The puppy learns to sit for petting, learns to hold that sit for all greetings with people. Good things happen in a sit. Mm -hmm. And if he's sitting, he can't jump on people. Ah, wow, it works. (laughs) And the lab puppy and the the Catahoula puppy Uh showed that today. Yes. They jump, 
They were corrected for it. They sat and they got lots of attention and lots of love. Right. And they were like, hey, this is cool. Before this you works. know it, they were walking up and they'd sit there in big brown eyes, tail still wagging. They got the attention. And, and both their moms are going, wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. She can do it. It's okay. The funny part with the lab owner later on uh-huh. is practicing the wait and then the recall come. Um, she was saying, but now, but she's still jumping when she comes to me. So she, I had watched her. She had done the wait, back off. Come, good. Puppy jumped. Ah, no jump. And then sit. I was like, okay, let's interrupt that. As she's coming toward you, because you've been practicing, come, jump, get yelled at, sit. Let's interrupt. As soon as she gets close to you, stick that hand out and real quick say sit. Before she jumps, create the pattern you want. Yes. Yes. And she did that two or three times, and by the third, fourth time, puppy started coming in and sliding to a sit and going, is that right? (laughs) Yeah! Jackpot! Yeah! (laughs) Yeah. Setting up good patterns of behavior. Another one that we hear about often is uh, destructive chewing. (laughs) And puppies chew. Baby puppies chew because they're bored, because it's fun, it's self-rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, if you chew the corner off a cushion and pull all the stuffing out, it's oh, great fun. Oh, best ever. Yeah. <laughs> Chewing is fun. And then when they start teething at four to five months old, their gums hurt, their teeth are coming in. Again, that Catahoula puppy in class yeah. today was chewing, and I said, is she between four and five months old? They said, yep. I said, textbook, that's when they yep. chew. And I said, and unfortunately, you got a few more months of it. And the best thing for chewing is, again, one, prevention. Don't let the puppy have access to stuff. Don't leave him uh, in the house alone. Don't let him have access to your shoes and the kids' toys. And do not use your great aunt's favorite embroidered pillow as their dog bed. They're not uh, ready for it. Yeah. Exactly. Put rags in there, if anything. I spent $40 on a dog bed and he chewed it up. And then I got another one and he chewed that one up too. Really? You spent $80 for nothing. Yeah. Put some old rags in his bed or some old towels or something like that. Or if it's hot, nothing. Nothing. And then teach the puppy what to chew. Not a zillion toys, because then the puppy thinks that everything is his. Mm-hmm. But... Two or three or four toys, maybe a couple chew sticks, like bull pizzles. Mm-hmm. And when he has something in his mouth that he shouldn't, consider that your fault. Take it away. Ah, no, this is not yours. And then hand him his toy. Here, this is yours. Good boy! Yeah, chew on this. And when he makes a good choice, Archer has discovered that on his own. He found out, Archer's our puppy. He picks up a bull pizzle, he comes over, the whole butt is wiggling, his ears are tucked back, and he's going, look at me, look what I got, I picked up a good thing, and he gets praised for it, and he's just ecstatic. <laughs> yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or even with the teething puppies, um, ice cubes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've had dipped those those rope toys in water and stuck them in the uh, freezer. freezer. That helps, and they enjoy that. So there are good things out there for pups. Not your shoes. Not old shoes. Not old socks. Oh, yeah. Do not expect your puppy to know the difference between the pair of shoes you were going to throw away and your brand new pair of Ferragamos. Exactly. Puppies have no idea. No. Yep. 
Yep, definitely. Except the new pair smells better as new leather. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. And if puppy gets a hold of your brand new pair of shoes, I tell uh, the puppy owners who come to me, go, hey, do of my shoes. I said, okay, stick your hand out. Stick your left hand out. Take your right hand, put it in the air, and bring it down sharply on top of your left hand and say, bad owner. Paddle. <laughs> you're not allowed to slap your puppy, but you're allowed to slap your own hand and remind yourself it was your fault. Uh, let's see another one. Well, house training is uh, house training is one that we get a lot of questions on too. And with house training, again, raise the puppy up the way you want him to go. I have to admit, and I'm sorry for any of our sponsors who sell these products, I'm not a fan of puppy pads. Because, unfortunately, I feel they do teach the puppy to go potty in the house. Now, that said, if you have a little dog and you live in a condo or you live in an apartment. So if you live in an apartment or a condo, you, you may need to teach your puppy to use a piddle pad. I or, taught, or a litter box. Yeah. Litter box. I mean, I, I taught Keely because we're out there. We have coyotes on the other side of our fence a lot. We've, I don't know how, what size pack it is out there. Even during the day, I, I can't risk leaving her out there. We've got no. those golden-tailed eagles, or hawks, red-tailed red red hawks. <laughs> Good thing I'm in dog training. Wildlife and birds. Those red-tailed hawks. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got a lot of large yeah. animals. Dangers for your small yeah. dog. I do. In that case, she is taught, is in the big bathroom. But again, that's all about raising the puppy up the exactly. way you want him to go. Yeah. If you have, if you live in a condo or high rise, you have a little dog, mm -hmm. raise him to use those things. Exactly. Do you remember the woman with the bulldog puppy? Yes. <laughs> yes. She <laughs> wanted to litter box train her bulldog puppy and continue it for the rest of his life. And I don't think she realized how big <laughs> bulldogs really are. They're not tall, but they're big. And the size of the poop. Yeah. <laughs> and the puddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you you really do need with house training to have a goal. What do you want your adult dog to do? Do you want him to relieve himself on command? Do you want him to go in a specific area of the backyard? And then raise him in that direction. If you put down newspaper or potty pads in the house, he's always going to have the desire to use those. Mm -hmm. You read the Sunday paper and put it on the floor, He's going to help himself. Yeah. <laughs> and we know this from experience. Many, many, many dog owners have made this mistake. I'm laughing because uh, someone was going through escrow on their house and they had all of these papers, so they spread them out on the floor to organize them. <laughs> yeah. Uh -oh. They had puppy, they had paper trained their puppy. <laughs> and this was, the dog was now two or three years old, but it was like, oh, cool, we're starting that up again. <laughs> this was really hard for them to go to their house inspector, their termite inspector, their escrow officer, and say, could I get more copies of those papers? Oh, <laughs> They're not quite usable at the moment. Oh, gosh. Also embarrassing. Oh, it's even worse funny. than the dog ate my homework. The dog yeah. peed on it. <laughs> as long as they didn't come through oh. Kindred Spirits dog training. <laughs> no, that was many years ago. You know, and as much as I, I, I just... Go, I'm veering off here on a tangent. As much as I uh, sometimes appreciate the, the shows that talk about how to deal with problem behaviors, mm -hmm. you know, me or the dog or good dog you sure. or talk whisper even, it's so much easier to prevent a problem from starting in the first place by it bringing is. them up right. Yes, yes. 
And just like John Rosman said in his column, you don't want to have to go back and change bad behaviors later. I know I'm always on a diet. I'm always fighting myself to exercise. I grew up with bad habits in that respect. And after a half a lifetime of fighting this, it's a constant battle. It would have been much easier had I learned to eat properly when I was younger and to eat better portions when I was younger and to develop the habits of exercise when I was younger. Uh, now I have to fight it. It's the same thing with our dog. We don't want to. We don't want our relationship to be uh, fighting our dog and angry at our dog. We want to take pleasure in having our dog as our companion. And so, those of you with puppies, or if you're planning on puppies, really take this to heart. This is something that we really believe in, and we teach in our puppy classes every day. For those of you that have anything to do with TV productions, if you're interested at all in starting a TV show that shows how to do your puppies right, so you don't have to watch the How to Change Bad Behaviors, contact us. We'll make it entertaining, I swear. Oh, that's that's almost a threat. (laughs) On that note... On that note, thanks for listening to It's a Doggy Dog World. I need a drink. (laughs) Enjoy your puppy. You don't drink. I got water. Ice tea. See you next week. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.